Hey guys, this is DJ Dugan, marketing guy here at Smith Music. The following episode was recorded in 2016 as part of the Rattle Hour with Tanner Griggs. It is one of my favorite episodes that I've ever been a part of. Enjoy. So I'm sitting here with the Statesboro Review, and I've got Stuart, Chris, and Garrett with me. Uh, we're we're missing a couple guys, but you know we've we've got the yeah, we vast got the, majority. <laughs> yeah, we got the stragglers in the van. <laughs> they are yeah. off getting coffee or getting food or doing doing something, doing what they do best, doing, doing their rat. non-interview stuff, <laughs> hood rat things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into it a little bit. I want to talk to you guys about your your latest release, Juke House Revival. First off, where what inspired the name of that album? You know, that was a uh, we're we're different. <laughs> well, yeah, everything about us <laughs> we're really, very complicated. I guess. And so, I think when we were talking, when we started making plans about this record, and we started kind of conceptualizing the record, we just we're, we're a throwback sound in general. All of our influences are, were, you know, their heydays were long before I was born, uh, and Garrett and Chris for that matter. And I think that, uh, for us, that's kind of how we base our sound. Our sound, you know, um, we don't know what we are, but we know that we are old school, I guess, as, you know, in, in influence at least. And so with Juke House Revival, um, I just started seeing the songs that were coming together for the record. And I thought, you know, I've always been a fan of juke joints. That's, in fact, a couple of few years ago, I told Garrett, you know, we should, in the summertime, remember me telling you that I said, uh, we should take a camera and go drive out 10 and go hit juke joints and just play, like sit, get on, go on people's porches and just film us playing with jamming with people. And uh, we never did it. <laughs> well, if y'all ever do that, I'll, I'll come. I'll come strap in with the camera so cool, and we'll man. do that. I, I, yeah. I thought that would I'm be down. the coolest thing in the world to just, because, you, know, you know, there's all kind of folks that just hang out in the South that don't play venues, they play little small juke joints or they play on their porch or wherever it is they play. And and uh, you probably learn a lot from them about life and about music. And so that was the idea. And so Juke House Revival was just kind of like this album for us is the continued revival of yeah, bring real, back. real, bring back, real yeah. music, real sound. Uh, you know, we don't, we don't do auto tune. We don't do multiple takes. We're kind of just like a play it all live as a band. Well, we do and, multiple takes. And we're done. Oh, yeah, like, <laughs> I was going to say, oh, yeah, like, we're perfect, man. So y'all... No, I mean, I'm saying like, we'll, we'll do maybe but yeah, yeah. maybe two or three takes and, we, and we're good. Right. Like, really? we, don't, we don't spend forever. We don't go do a million overdubs on stuff. It's just like kind if, of Like if we're doing like solos or something, we're not going to go and do one little like two second piece here, two second piece there, two second. We want to get the whole thing because that's what it is. It's a, it's a part of the song and it's, it's a whole thing. It's a solo. It's not... Nine little solos that you want to d- overdub because I mean, just I mean, sounds you can fake. tell whenever you're listening to something that's yeah, been I mean, pieced together and fake. Yeah, and you yeah, can, it's very auto tuned. I mean, you can hear that. There's you no emotion. Can hear it. And that's I feel like, you know, particularly for my vocals with this record, with every record, I keep scratch tracks because to me, that's when I feel the emotion. The real emotion of the song is singing it with the band, not being by myself, tucked away in a, in a closet somewhere with everybody's gone and it's just me in a booth. Cool. That's not fun. That's not yeah. cool. Where's the music in that? You know, I know some uh, guys that love that though. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, so we, uh, so Jukehouse Revival is just our continued, um, you know, search. I, I hate, yeah, I guess search, search for, again, search for the yeah. revival of good music. Sure. Yeah. I like the way you put that search for the revival of good yeah. music. Yeah. That's and what it feels like. Kind of po- poke its head up a little bit with some artists. And oh, so it's cool there. to, it's, yeah, it's still, it's definitely still there. It's just a matter of like, revi- you know, reviving it. So. Right on. I, and I, I noticed yeah. with this record compared to Rainbow on Privilege Creek, that was a lot more rock and blues driven. And it seems like you guys kind of took a step 
not step back uh, pro- in progression wise, but y'all y'all kind of laid it back a little bit. There's a lot more roots, a lot more, sure. a little bit more country southern vibe in there. What? Why did y'all decide to take it that direction rather than keep on the rocky kind of bluesy path? A lineup change. I I came in after the second record uh, was made, and I got to actually be a part of this record and write all you know, be around when all the songs were being made from fruition and. We were touring them and we were playing them. And when I came in originally, it was learn these songs from the first and second record and it hasn't been released yet. So most people think it is me. It's not all me, yeah. but like on the second record, people go, oh, I love that song on Ramble and Privilege Creek. I'm like, yeah, me too. <laughs> See, and then, and even to go even further than that, different kind of light, the first album um, you weren't there. is even, yeah, is even more like in the rock and blues kind of genre. Yes. And a little bit of funk as well. Yeah. There's some yeah, funk totally in there for sure. And I wasn't on that one. So I'll get the same, the same reaction from people. I was like, that wasn't me. That was this guy. You know, I, I had to tell people all the time, but yeah, even that, that record is even more so than, you know, it's kind of, yeah, it's like an evolution of, and Stuart's I mean, it's, you know, it's, as a songwriter, as a it's just, yeah. I mean, for me, it's definitely partially conscious i mean i definitely think about what i'm doing and what we're what kind of record we're making i don't i definitely with this record thought my thought was we're going to make this record different than the other two records you know what i want and it's and you know as a songwriter you're a product of what you're listening to and over the last two years or three years since we made ramble i've listened to all different types of stuff and, and it's and it's a lot more country i kind of got really into uh <clears throat> into more of that 70s like funky country type stuff <laughs> right on. um and, you know, and then to me, it's all about the groove. Everything, whether it's a country song or a rock song or a blues song or funk or whatever we make, anything has an element of groove to it. And that's something that, you know, was the idea from the very beginning. Before these two were in the band, my thought was, I want to have a groove-oriented rock and roll band. What's rock and roll? I don't know. It's whatever It's whatever you want it to be. I mean, I mean, it's, it's, there's a, it's an endless boundary. The band, in my opinion, the band, the band, is rock and roll. Because it's oh, a yeah. little bit of everything. They, I mean, and they got down, and that's rock and roll. So I think what that kind of connects. What I was going to say is that because yeah, before he, before we were in the band, that was like the set. His mindset was to have a groove oriented kind of band feel, and it it really worked out for everybody, for all of us. Whenever we came in, because we all kind of share the same, the same kind of concept, like the, you know the, the conceptual kind of things about about music and so the groove is definitely like we can't help it you know what i mean like it's just it's just there it's it's cool because you you definitely see it and you feel it y'all kick off the album the way i would never picture y'all kicking off an album uh with that you know the groovy bedroom floor the oh, it's yeah, like you're yeah. just waking up a little blurry eyed you know <laughs> and hung over i was there. like wait a I think that's what caught my ear initially i was like okay they're taking it somewhere else uh than what we're used to and so uh can you talk a little bit about Bedroom Floor, where yeah, that came sure. from? And Yeah, that, uh, so that's a song that's <laughs> kind of funny. I mean, that's, <clears throat> that's, really right a, that's really a story where if you have a little too much fun, which we do all the time, <laughs> and I literally, there's been multiple times where Chris, our drummers, had to <laughs> help me get my clothes off so I can go to bed. Take off my boots for me. Oh uh, yeah. So this this there's he's another. The, he's the dad. He we is our him, da- his, ni- dad. his nickname is Dad. Seriously, he has uh, to take care of us way Sorry. too way too often. But I mean, so this particular <laughs> night, there was a particular night where I had passed out wearing only somehow or another. I I guess I took off my clothes 
And then I got up and I put on my boots and then I passed back out. So I woke up just wearing boots. And underwear. I was like, that's... And, <laughs> and yeah, boots I was like, and please and clarify yeah. this for boots me. Boots and underwear. Okay, okay. Boots and underwear. But I'm like, so that means that I got up and put on my boots to go somewhere but without my clothes on. And then maybe I, th- I realized that and I was like, no, nah, I'll just go back to bed. I don't really know what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, you gave up. But all I know is that I slept on the floor and the bed was right there and it was not worth me getting up and exp- you know, spending the energy... Getting up to jump into bed, I just thought, nah, I'm, I'm good. I'm just going to keep it right here. So I feel it pretty good. So so that was kind of the idea. We were messing around with an idea. Garrett and I were messing around in my house, I think. And and uh, for whatever reason, we had that little progression. Yeah, all we had was a progression. And, and that kind of thing. stuck out of my mind. But I always fall right down on the bedroom floor, whatever the words are. I don't even know what they are right now. But Yeah, anyway, I think we had funny. the melody, and then Stuart wrote all the lyrics like the next day or something. And I was still sleeping. And he was in the closet, and I could hear it. And all I heard was, and this, it really goes to show that, um, or it, it's, you know, it shows whenever something is catchy. If So he was playing that progression over and over again, and he was doing the melody. And then the whole entire day, I could not get the doon, doon, doon. And so, I mean, that's when you know you got a, something that you should put on an album, I guess, you know. What's really interesting to me is the kind of vibrato guitar so echoey guitar solo yeah uh, oh yeah where the, did that where, there's a that there's a from? pedal steel solo there with some go. likes with some overdrive on it and and uh some super reverb and delay crazy effects on it and then it has oh and then it has a super hardcore delay at the very end which is which is cool um got a little trippy man I mean, yeah it's kind of a, yeah i got kind of taking it back acid. yeah seriously <laughs> i mean got a little me, late just, 60s on that one. i felt like the song the overall feel of that song lent itself to a little bit of freedom as far as not having to stick to one plan for the song and so it was cool we were just kind of experimenting with sounds and uh and I, the pedal steel thing worked and to be honest i don't think the uh we had a guitar solo too. I mean, we tried all different types of stuff with different types of tone and effects and all this. And uh, for whatever reason, the just the the overall sound of that pedal steel and the uh, the effect we had on it was just for me. I was sold. Once yeah, I that was that. actually a tough to sit. We went back and forth on that song a lot with with what we were going to do. We're going to do harmonica. We, were, we had all these ideas. Yeah, <laughs> right. Listenable. <clears throat> <But> it's a, <laughs> that's a super lazy song, and that's what it's yeah. funny because we have people that will come to shows or post on social media and they they comment on that like I, oh, I'm, I'm for sure hanging out on the bedroom floor tonight you know <laughs> yeah. hashtag right yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. next time so all the listeners out there next time the ceiling right. spin and put that song on and it helps yeah or it makes you spin even more just close know. close your eyes when the guitar solo comes it, yeah it might make it <laughs> yeah, worse seriously. I don't know <laughs> uh, let's talk about another one that y'all are gonna be performing I feel like I kind of know where this song came from, but I want to hear the full story. I feel like there's a a, a, a nice story involved with Tallahassee. Yeah. You know yeah, dude, Stuart has this story that he always tells. Yeah, He's you, gonna why don't you tell the story? You know it. You were there. I don't know if I do. I don't know if I've heard you tell it or not. You could say it verbatim for what yeah, I say Chris, on stage. Yeah. Chris can do it verbatim. Um, I, I would do a, some, oh, yeah. some broken version of it. Um, Chris, you want to get after it? Yeah, okay. We were... Uh, uh, coming back from Miami, we did the Leonard Skinner cruise. And, uh, <laughs> right on. It was like Fog Hat and Blackberry Smoke and Heathens were on that. Band of Heathens and uh, uh, the cool. two of us were the only Texas bands on there. Uh, and so, so we just wanted to get home afterwards because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we, we were just feeling it. Tone. 
and we're like, oh, we're so ready to be in our own beds <laughs> yeah. and, and not doing this. The boat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. And so we're driving, we get to Northern Florida and Tallahassee. We stop for gas, pull out of the gas station and just no longer the van is done. It's completely stopped. It's five o'clock on Friday. So nothing's open until 8 a.m. on Monday. Stewart tries to rent the do the enterprise deal, you know, two cars, three cars, whatever. It's so expensive. <laughs> so we're like, okay, let's hit the box truck. What's a U-Haul going to run us? 750, one way with the four guys riding illegal in the back. <laughs> oh, no. And this we van this van is literally, it's literally it's just done. done. Like, you can't. We were trying to sell it on transmission for the next three days. It like 260,000 miles on it. So, I mean, the transmission, I knew it was going out. I just did not think that it would go out. 14 hours away from home you know right. i thought like maybe it'll go out when we're in like austin or san marcus at cheatham street or somewhere worst case lubbock yeah lubbock, yeah. <laughs> oh, lubbock. hey why is that worst case right. man come on that's my <laughs> hometown no, because we love the town <laughs> i'm just i'm just messing but with my you. god man, man and we and we didn't want to admit we didn't want to admit to ourselves that it was down so we I'm, we were like outside pushing of the van it. pushing it and stuff being like Still got some juice, baby. We can still get it there. there. It's it's going to turn on. And then I mean, it didn't. The transmission didn't start slipping. It it was done. It dropped. So we we had we literally pushed the van into a parking lot at a motel, not a hotel. Cactus Inn. The Cactus Inn Motel. (laughs) Look it up. Stay there. And we we literally (laughs) pushed the van in there, and we just thought, well, this is where we're going to be for a little bit. So we bought a couple rooms, and you know, frantically, I make all these phone calls. I'm making all these phone calls trying to get it figured out. They really were. How we're going to fix the transmission, who can fix it, after hours mechanic, all da, 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 da. I tried everything. FSU was playing in town, so there's no rental cars. Uh, Box truck 750. I looked into flights, but then I, we had all our equipment. It was six guys and all our equipment. So then I just start thinking, I start thinking, man, I'm going to, maybe I should look to buy something super cheap that w- that'll just get us home. And I look on Craigslist, and me and Andy, our tour manager, we're, we go to the airport because that's the most we've ever looked at Craigslist. Enterprise told us they had a vehicle. <laughs> Never Enterprise to do said it they again. have a vehicle, and we go to we go to Enterprise at the airport, and they go, "We just got rid of it. We have no cars left." And we're like, "You have to be kidding me!" So at this point in time, we had already emailed this person that had a ninety-eight Tahoe for sale or something for like twelve hundred dollars. Call the guy. Guy's name is Snoop. So I swear to God, you could not make up this story. The guy's name is Snoop. And we talk to him and, he, and we say, Andy's on the phone with him and he says, all right, so we need to get this thing from Tallahassee to Austin, Texas. Can you, Will this make, make it to Austin? He's like, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So we go meet him in the ghetto of Tallahassee. And this is even funnier. Dude, I never knew this though. Was Snoop like this like sharp dressed... I mean, no, he's, was, he, he was, was pretty he ghetto. Was thug, dude. Yeah, oh, okay. his name's Snoop. Yeah, no, just he be, wasn't like a businessman. Funnier. He wasn't a businessman, yeah, but that would be funnier yeah. if he was. Well, yeah, he was yeah, a businessman. Business the wrong kind. Yeah, the illegal kind of business. But so here's the deal. You know, in Texas, <laughs> you can go into any gas station and buy a knife, right? Because I'm thinking I better go in there packing something in case something goes down with Snoop. But you can't. Gas stations don't sell knives over there. So I drove around for two hours trying to find something, a little miniature bat, anything. And I had to go to an auto zone. I bought a knife from an auto zone, tucked it in my back pocket, went over to Snoop's house. I see he comes out and his Tahoe is a piece of crap. I mean, like the mirror's broken off, the rear view, the side mirror's broken off, the back is all flat shredded, tire. a flat tire. I'm like, Snoop. That's why I said Snoop. He's trying to make you that really, sell, dude. You really think this thing was going to make it to Austin? 
And he goes, yeah, well, I drove it to Georgia last week. And I'm like, Georgia's 30 miles from here, dude. <laughs> Seriously. So I drove it to the gas station, drove it back. It drove terrible, too. I mean, the transmission was slipping on that thing. I said, sorry, man, it's not going to work. And he was like, all right, cool. Dude, and in the meantime, so then, they were at the hotel. They were they were kicking us out of the room, basically, because we were there past the checkout time yeah. or whatever. And, like, the first words, like, I just helped this guy. The, the guy that worked, uh, the hotel clerk, um, this kind of older guy, and he just got a he just got an iPad. It was his birthday, and he asked me to come. He came into our room without knocking, and said, "Hey, can you come help me set up my iPad? I, need, I don't know how sort to." Of funny because he called down to the room and I'm sleeping, and he, he's like, "Oh, blah 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 blah," and I'm like, "Yeah, uh, whatever." I have something like half asleep. So you're like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, he's like, what, like, what was that? I was like, yeah, he needs to talk to someone down in the office. And Gary's like, I'll, I'll go talk to him, and. He had to end up setting up the guy's whole iPad, set up an email account for him, like set up his iTunes account, everything. I know his freaking password. Like he told me, he's like, what should my password be? I don't know. Make it this. He's like, okay. And then so I I did, I set it up for him and then I'm like, okay, I got to go. It's like Statesboro, one, two, three. (laughs) So I go back to the room and like, cause we're having to like, we're grinding, we're trying to find a, uh, you know, something to get us back. We're having to move all of our stuff. And so I'm like, I got to go back, man. And so I go back and then he came in without knocking and he's like, Hey, uh, here's, I have a question about uh about this part of this ipad and i was like dude you're just gonna walk into the the room and then like later on in the day he's like he comes back to the room and he's like okay you guys i gotta leave <laughs> like, oh man well, like, dude i just helped you with lot. your freaking ipad you're gonna kick Nobody us out else like that? checked in yeah he said, he said all these rooms are booked up so yeah, there wasn't another soul I mean, in the whole place it was man. crazy so i and i'm gone the whole time trying to find a vehicle and it's starting to get later in the day and i'm thinking this is on this is on saturday now it was Saturday. Yeah. We left on Sunday. Yeah. All of our stuff at this point was in the So I, I'm looking room. at like dumping oh. our van, get just literally dumping we, it off on someone. I'm, I there. put it on Craigslist because I'm thinking I'll apply that money towards a car, something that'll get us home. So finally, I come across this dealership and I see a van as we're driving by and I go, it's, you know, 530 on a Saturday. You know, we'll stop, see if they're still open. I stop. I look at the, I see the van guy comes out. He's like, yeah, I'm asking five thousand for that, and I was there's I, I wanted to spend like two thousand yeah. dollars, so I said, no, nah, you know, I'm looking at spending like fifteen hundred dollars. I'm kind of lowballing him, or a thousand, I think I said, or something. And he said, yeah, this is above your, you know, above what you want to spend. He says, but we do have another van, uh, hadn't been started in a couple months. So I'm not sure it's gonna start. Yeah, he's like, it's around this back under this tree. So he takes me around. It's like in a spot where no one could have ever seen it if they would have driven by. And he goes, now here's the thing: is that this, this hippie girl is who I bought it from. She wanted to paint the whole thing, but she ran out of money. So she only painted the hood. <laughs> and the hood is painted in daisies, all daisies, but the van's kind of cool. It's like, because one of my, my first band van was a Econoline van. So it's got the four captains with the long bench in the back that folds out into like this queen size bed. ECR. <clears throat> so I, <laughs> right so we on. open the doors and it's plush in there. It's nice. I'm thinking like, yeah, like a bingo hall. there's some babies made in this thing. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, so I said, you know, what are you asking for? And he's like, oh, I'm asking, you know, three, four or something or $2,500. And I said, I'll take it for a drive. And it, I take it for a drive and it drives all right. So I say, uh, I'll give you a thousand bucks for it, man. I said, that's really all I want to spend. A thousand bucks. I said, I can maybe do 1200. And he says, uh, how about 1500 bucks? And I went, or no, oh no, I said 1100. No, I was like, yeah, I was like, and then, and then he said, how about 15? And I said, how about 12? And he said, okay. So I got it for $1,200. It was a 1991 Dodge Ram conversion van. 
I drive it back. I'm all happy because I, I mean, I'm not happy because I just spent <laughs> over a thousand dollars on an old van, but I'm happy because I found a way home. I think. So I get back to the hotel. And at this point in time, I had already told them to dump everything out of the van. So the van, our old van, all the equipment's in the hotel room now. Because I'm thinking, we're thinking we're going to get rid of this van. Well, and that, yeah, and that's when the guy came and said, all right, you guys got to get out of yeah. here. We had all our stuff so in So we the- packed up six guys and all of our equipment into the back of this van, and we hit the road. And we left nice. the van in that parking lot at the motel. We left that night. Within 30 minutes of driving through this like torrential downpour, the windshield wiper breaks. Luckily, there are uh, what Rainex, baby. Yeah, Rainex like, oh, is Rain- a hell of a thing. Let's hit Rainex, and it works. So, so we didn't even need it, but I mean, six guys. We were like sitting on tubs, sitting on each other. Yeah, we were on each other. For we most kept having of the, to change positions. Like we were, I was like this. I went. I mean, it was bad, but we made it home, and it was an amazing story. We get back home, and uh, name the Van Daisy. Yeah, name the Van Daisy, and uh, I get back home, and I started writing a song. And I, it just sounded like an Adam Hood song to me. And so I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to not finish it. I'm going to call him and see if he wants to help me finish it. Sure enough, he's like, yeah, man, sure. And Katie Key had put out this article about it, story. Um, so all I did was send him the story. He wrote the last verse in the bridge. And there's no way that anybody that hears that song wouldn't think that Adam was in the van with us. Because that's how good of a songwriter he is. I mean, it was just spot on with his lyrics, with everything about it. Yeah, the so, yeah. Yeah, the whole thing. So it was an Adam Hood song. <laughs> one, two, one, two. Late November night, all my troubles are out of sight. Hear them wishy washy dreams that are plaguing me for three damn days. Yeah, this road is dark and cold. Dreams I've been so Just need that Mississippi moonshine To smuggle me right out of this place Tell her, tell her, say Why you hassling me I'm just trying to get home Lord, it's plain to see With the sunrise, your eyes call I'm just your tumbling weed Tyler, Tyler, ask him why you're hassling me. It's seven lonely days. It's hard to count the way. I try to get out of the mud, Lord, that I wound up in. But underneath that white oak tree, the sweet days have been waiting for me. If she could get me up and running, I will never come back again. Sunshine on your face is real nicely until it rains. I'm content to say I did my best, but now I'm ready to get headed where yeah, I am. I could say no foul, no harm. Now that I'm back in baby's arms, I'm better for the lessons that I learned. 
And I'm sure the Florida is fine I haven't been in a long, long time Cause I remember November I can feel that burn Trying to get home, Lord, it's plain to see With the sunrise, your eyes calling Just your tumbling weed A taller, taller has it while you're hassling me So okay, so where's the van? That's now? a short story. That's it, a short version is, of that. The van is in my uh, apartment complex but parking lot. Yeah, yeah, we, we sold Daisy. No, we still not have it. it. But it, he's, it's he's yeah, in our family. He's still kind yeah, of in the family. Yeah, she's in the family. Okay, good. And all they want to do is drive it around and pick up chicks. So <laughs> hey, that that van that van helped me. Uh, move, move twice. twice. Um, I put so much. It's like you. There's more room than you think in that. In that free, it goes up so high you could stand up in there. It is. So nice, I put man. so many boxes. I'll tell you what. There. If you're homeless, that's the kind of bed yeah, you want to sleep in. Like three or four times. If it's, you're it's homeless, beautiful. that's where you want to sleep because well, that thing's comfortable. They, they, have a, they have a festival called the Rowdy Day Music Festival, mm-hmm. and they they bought it so that when they party out at the festival, they can just leave it out there and camp in it. Yeah, Daisy's just going to be a permanent fixture out at, the, at our friend's house, and it's going to be awesome. But for right now, yeah. it's sitting in my parking lot, not starting, and and uh, just not our collecting collecting uh, <laughs> erosion marks and <laughs> just rusting over. It's just yeah, adding yeah. a little bit more character, right? Of course, yeah. for sure. Cool. Um, so that's Tallahassee. Yeah, that's, that's the short the, version. Story that's the mind. short version. <laughs> that's the shortest version we've ever told. No, yeah, yeah. in depth, like to detail version that anyone's. I just heard. never talk about the snoop part or the knife part, but that's one of the best parts of the story. <laughs> you got to include. We're hey, we're longer yeah, form, man. We can sure. include it. in Yeah, this we thing. we got in depth on that one. That's kind of that's crazy. You guys got the behind. The I was prepared to kill a guy over. We a got vehicle, the exclusive. Yeah. That is right. yeah. That's yeah, never yeah, before, right, never yeah, released before. Information.